You're listening to The Contrary Beekeeper Show. I'm Dan. I'm Greg. And I'm James. Join us as we journey into beekeeping while we learn to be the change, one hive at a time. Tim, thanks for having us here at the McCandless Bee Farm. Oh, yeah, we have a gorgeous place. Thanks, sir. We've really enjoyed uh, walking around and seeing uh, all the things that you're doing to take uh, your life into your own hands, growing your own food, uh, uh, growing vegetables, your fruit trees, the chickens, the ducks. Uh, and I think what's neat is there's a lot of beekeepers where we're in tune with the full circle of life. Right. Uh, and uh, what's important, what we see on the ground, we see in the trees, helps helps the bees, helps each other. What Things that we're doing to uh, feed our soul, mm-hmm. feed our soil. Right. And I think that's an, uh, an important thing to kind of uh, keep in mind. Tell us a little bit more about Tim McCandless uh, and how you got to be to where we're sitting down today having this conversation. Well, um, I, I, I jokingly said it several times a day, but uh, beekeeping honestly saved my life and uh, the way it did that. Uh, my parents uh, were sideline beekeepers in the, in the 80s, early 90s, and uh, I kind of a rough childhood growing up but things changed and got better as i got in my teenage years and uh, i helped my mom and my dad harvesting honey uh, doing sideline work you know piddling in the bees and uh in i believe it was 90 93 94 um the varroa come through and wiped out all our hives and uh we we actually got out of beekeeping and um by this time, I was old enough to go work for myself. I went and got in a job in the trades. I was a plumber, pipe fitter. I worked as a helper, worked up. I went through the apprenticeship program, worked as a union construction hand uh, at a local 572 in Nashville. And I got hurt uh, building children's hospital. When I got hurt, I kept eating like a pipe fitter. Mm. You know? uh, I was at the time i had probably a diet very similar but up in ohio do y'all have like a mcdonald's next to like a 7-eleven or anything or a burger king and mcdonald's right there imagine a raccoon living behind something like that and constantly raiding the dumpster a junk food panda a junk food and that was me i i had uh i got hurt and i kept eating like a pipe fitter i trashed the garbage the prepackaged everything and the the doctors don't know for sure exactly what my heaviest weight was. Um, th- my bariatric surgeon he said it was probably between six fifty and six seventy five at my biggest. Wow. Um, I had to. By the time they finally got scales that could weigh me, I had actually gone down uh, one shirt size. I was getting clothes out of my closet that i had hung up like i'll never be able to wear these again i was wearing like uh 68 in a pants and an 8x shirts well um this morning i weighed 303 good old winfield hi um sorry <laughs> gun reference uh weighed 303 this morning um i got 53 more pounds to go i'm i'm headed to 250 I lose about 40 or 50 pounds a, a year. 
and it was all because there's a bedroom right there you see the side of that house right there is a that second bed that second window on the right right there was my bedroom and when i got one night i was at, I was at my biggest and uh I, I was laying on my back and uh just all the weight you know from your belly from your gut hanging down and it cut your air off sleep apnea gasping for air. i woke up just mm. gasping for air throwed the covers back and and rolled over on my hands and knees and before i could ever even get my breath to breathe in because i was breathed out and i couldn't breathe in and i had to roll over and put my hands in this <gasps> gasp for this air this was this was several years ago uh, 11 12 years ago and um i laid there and when you're that big you can't go places you know you, you can't so you use your mind you use your mind's eye and you can travel dude you can travel you can go you can go see the pyramids you can go do all this other stuff but while i was laying there i closed my eyes and i traveled back in time to this happy moment mm. i remembered the smell of a healthy beehive and laying right there in that bed, I promised God if he'd give me the strength to get up and do it, not God get me up out of here and God take his weight off of me, but God, if you'll give me strength to get up and do it, I'll get up and go after it. And uh, I've lost 365, 375 pounds since my heaviest. And uh, it's been a long road. I still have more weight to lose. I, I, I'd actually... Uh, some of the pictures I showed you earlier, I, my, I had a belly, I had a jelly roll that hung down to my knees. Yeah. When um, when I had a skin removal surgery after I'd lost so much weight that it had, uh, it had um, uh, 27 pounds of just loose skin. And I had that cut off and removed. Of just skin. Of just skin. 27 pounds of just skin. And, um, Lord, give me strength to get up and lose the weight. He didn't. He didn't do it for me. Um, I battled a fifteen-year opioid epi, fifteen-year uh, uh, opioid addiction in the process of all that. You know, um, when you're that big, you're just looking for comfort anywhere you can. And I blew my back out at work. Nine. I had nine herniated. Well, have nine herniated and ruptured discs and stuff. And. Um, they told me they'd, they'd give me a full pension, but I'm not the kind that likes to sit in the house. You know, I want to be busy doing stuff. That's why I got the garden. That's why. And I come outside and I work in my garden till I get to hurting so bad. I go lay down in a chair for a minute, gather my wits, get back up, keep pushing. I grew up watching these these shows on TV like over in Africa. You watch him and wildebeest and oh, yeah. Cape buffalo swim across the river. And, do you know which one of them the lions always eat? The slow one? No, the one that's laying down. Uh, you have never seen them eat a standing up one. They had to get that sucker on his off his feet. Hmm. So that's always my prayer. Lord, give me strength one more day, one more day, one more day. Is that what's what when you're laying in bed, you're literally, it's all that you can take to just take one more breath. That's it. To keep pursuing this thing called life right. you had to been in a situation or a mindset to where what in the world am i doing what is going on and what 
kind of life am have, I leaving? I, I, I call it, I had my come to Jesus meeting that night right there in that bed. You call it what you want to. Some people call it the universe. Some call it Jesus. There's all kind of names. We call it all kind of things. But I had me a come to Jesus meeting that night. Tell me about that. Uh, just fed up and tired of being tired and said, no more. Uh, today's it. Yesterday it might have been all right, but today's a different day. I've tried to live that way ever since. What was it in that moment that clicked to where now is the time, this is the turning point, this is the tipping point? Probably when I when I realized, you know, you look around and you realize life's passing you by. My got grandkids now I want to be able to spend some time with them play yeah. with them you know I want to do some stuff I didn't get to do stuff with my boy I showed you a picture of us where I went deer hunting you can see how big I was and he was proud of that little old deer and uh I wasn't able to get up and go with him like I should have been able to you know you're missing out on life I was missing life laying up flipping channels eating bonbons whatever hoo-hoos, yahoos, or whatever. I was eating junk food. Um, no telling how many, probably 10, to, the, the doctor says probably I was 10 to 15,000 calories a day. Wow. And it was just to sustain that kind of weight. And it was depression. It's like, you, you don't get that big for no other reason. When, uh, I had to lose weight to prove to him I could have the surgery. So I lost, I don't know, 150, 160 pounds on a pre-diet. What was the voice in your head telling you? What What is that message that's on replay up until that point to where you decide enough is enough? Don't know how to word that. I don't know how to word that. Just to be honest with you. I don't know how you'd word that. Ugly. Yeah. Stuck. Uh, stuck. Uh, I went. I went wading this creek. Well, we did. We went wading creek. We was. We was in a bow fishing tournament up in uh, Paris, Tennessee, and I was with my uncle, my brother-in-law, and uh, I'd shot. There's seen some uh, buffalo swimming up a creek. Uh, it's a type of fish. It's called a buffalo. It's similar to a carp. I seen it swimming up a creek, and I draw back and shot it. I was about 18 years old. I forgot to push the button on. I had a big old Zipco 808 reel mm. on the front of it. I forgot to push the button. It snapped that line. Well, them arrows, you know, 15 bucks a piece or something mm. like that. So here I go bailing out in the water to get this thing. And my uncle and my brother-in-law, they head on up the creek. Well, it didn't look like it was about ankle-deep water. What I didn't know was it was all mud, almost like quicksand. And... I literally went into my hip pockets in mud. Mm. And the more I fought it, I lost my boots. I mean, it was it had me. The more I fought it, I got down in the water where all I had was one arm sticking out of the water. It was like quicksand, best best way I can describe it. And I had just, I gave up. They done run off and left me, and my face is right here at the water. I guess where I'm fixing to die. This is it. I made my peace with God, and I kind of laid back in that little wow. creek. When I laid back, the water rushed in and floated me out of that hole I was in. 
when I gave up, the water floated me out of that hole I was in. I kid wow. you not. Real similar to that. Yeah. The Lord carried me through it. That's the only thing I can say. It, it, he gave me the strength. He, he gave me what I asked for. Uh, I didn't ask for money. I asked, Lord, give me the chance to get up and work these bees one more time. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. A smell of a healthy beehive to get me up and get back at it. Get you back on your feet. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I do. I wasn't going to be the wilder beast to lay down and let the lions eat me. <laughs> I'm going to give them a horn for they get me. Yeah. I'm going to give them the horn. Hi, lady. Sorry, it's neighbor's dog come up. <laughs> you got to pet the dogs when they come up. Hey, girl. I'll be around there in a minute. Go on. She's here for snacks. What what walk us through that from that point you 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 almost you don't make a deal with God because I'm not sure that's no the way no that, you don't that, make that a deal works, but you it wasn't you, a deal it wasn't a bargain you, it was just God there's nothing else I can do right here I this is completely s- submitted God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change things I can the wisdom to know the difference. At that moment, he gave me the serenity to say, you know what, big boy? You can't do nothing with your life. It was evident. You could look at my life. Everything I had done, every decision I'd made, I'd messed everything up on my own. And when I just finally just, Lord, I give it all to you. Yeah. What would that walk look like from there on? One foot at a time? One, yeah, one one breath in, one breath out. Just breathe in, breathe out, be, keep, repeat. It's got to be incredibly humbling. Well, sure. Sure. That's it's like what I, I, I showed you at a while ago about that that little spot on a cup. Yeah. If, I, if this is all the known stuff that I know, look at all this, I don't. I, I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you I'm some kind of guru, genius know all end all beekeeper because i ain't i know you know i know what a worker looks like i know what a drone looks like i know what a queen looks like i do real just basic common sense beekeeping style simple cut sales but i get my joy from working them i get a uh a piece yeah it's a piece that passes all understanding is the best way to that's a great way to put it those that know that know that, and if you if you if if you're not understanding where Tim's coming from on that, I really hope that some point in your beekeeping journey that you do because there it's there there's something very unique. You, you raise a lot of animals here. You've been around a lot of animals. Oh, sure. When uh, animal husbandry is a it's a it's a privilege to be a steward of the land to participate in that circle of life, but. There's something that I don't understand about how unique and how special the bees actually are oh, yeah. and what that actually does for us. I know. they. You know, we was talking about everything's on vibrations. Everything's on. We vibrate with one another like like a guitar. I may be sitting here and have a guitar in my lap. You may have a banjo in yours, and he may have a bass in his, but we all hit that G, and they all resonate at that same frequency. Uh-huh. There's something about that freak, that buzz, the frequency, the buzz of the bees. It's it's healing. It's healing. Uh I don't know, man. Maybe my cheese slipped off my cracker. I don't know, but I find peace in it. And 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 if it's if it's I went 
it maybe if if I went crazy out the BR and I just don't realize it, I'm I'm happy y'all don't tell me I'm crazy. Well, you know we were <laughs> we we do have footage of us out in the bee yard uh, exchanging bee sting therapy for arthritis. So there is something not normal. That that about that's us. true. It's it's true. It's like here I'll sting you and you sting me next. Okay, right. You go first. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we can joke around about that, but it, I, it I, I, I'm, I'm sitting here, and, you know, are... and we're thinking, and, and we're, we're down here, and how do you how do you actually say your city? Cullioca. We're in Cullioca. Cullioca, Tennessee. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, uh, we just came Cherokee down from word Ohio. For Sweetwater. 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 The, the earth is coming alive. Everything oh, is yes, springing sir. up and turning spring green. Oh, yeah. The birds are on full alert. The spring peepers are out. The animals are getting that first fresh bite of that extremely oh, yeah. nutritious early grass. Everything feels vibrant and alive. Uh, it's, a, it's a real treat to come down and be in this part of the country at this time of the year. And then to also get right, right in the hives there with you and, and see and, and be a part of uh, what it is uh, that is so special to you? It, it's 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 uh, this is. <sighs> I like to you know I hunt I fish I trap I garden I can, I I live the life pretty much somebody did a hundred years ago, but the early uh, not the early but the middle of spring like right now this is my this is my favorite time of the year the bees are going and everything's waking up the we we. We went today and worked in hives right in the shadow of a dogwood, you know, dogwood opening up, and the the red buds are blooming. You know, the earth's waking up. The, the earth waking. is waking up, and I think what would you what 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 would you say to folks that are are at that point where they need an awakening? They're they're at that point where they need to wake up. They're at that point to where they feel like what they're doing isn't working. They feel like they're 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 rolling themselves over just to take that one breath the the best the best advice that i could give somebody that well whether it's losing weight getting into beekeeping uh whatever living a healthier life whatever there's there's a big yellow thing right yonder over your shoulder you go out and look at that thing every day the big yellow sun we need that too much time and I'm speaking for myself. Too many hours a day are spent flipping channels, scrolling my Facebook followers, Instagram. What was Kim Kardashian having on her toast? Yes, who cares? You know what I mean? That's right. not that's not real life. People people walk around with this materialistic thing of, I've got to have this, and I'm just not going to be happy unless I have that. And I, now let me tell you something. Take it from somebody. I, I I did. I had I had a success. I was pretty successful at what I was doing. I you know, I was making a. I, I had a career. I was chasing dollar bills, and I was miserable. The more you make, the more miserable you are. Yeah. Because you never... It's never enough, is it? It's never enough. No, no, no. And who is the guy that convinced us all that green paper is freaking valuable? I just... I digress. I'm going to get off that. It's the one that convinced us that we needed that to go buy the things that we think that they said that we need to survive. Exactly. That young man we went to see today, I helped him with his beehives. Um, He... He... He's kind of tapped me to be his mentor, and I try to show him what little bit I know, 
try to you know help him treat his hives and show him what he's looking at and that that's that's what we need to be doing is sharing sharing information working together as a community to grow um to not only the bees but 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 food in general that young man trades out beekeeping lessons like he's for us going over there today going through his hives he's gonna fix me up a meat rabbit all i gotta do is get it out and cook it that's 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 what that's what real life is about is the healthy foods that you eat and so i barter i do a lot of bartering um just whatever we can do um i've, I've traded for cheese <laughs> i got a amish or a mennonite buddy his wife uh, she made me a a big old block of mozzarella cheese the other day homemade because I was helping her husband learn about bees. You know, that's what we're supposed to be is a, a, a blessing to people. It's, it's more life than money. Than it is. And and I, I had I had to get crip, I had to cripple myself chasing dollar bills to figure out there's more life than money. Do you, I don't know that there I think there are shortcuts to finding success, but I don't believe that there are shortcuts to being successful and how we define successful is different for everybody but i think you and i resonate with the same with a lot of the same ideas to where a successful life is a life that we're living where we have a purpose right it's a life that the purpose driven life it's it's a life that uh the result of the things that we do are joy and happiness we're not setting out to do the things for joy and happiness to be the reward, they're they're just a repercussion. Exactly, they're the consequence of living life a certain way. Right. And I don't know. It's when I talk to a lot of folks about this, it seems like there has been a life changing event that has to happen for folks to get to that point. A dark night of the soul. Some folks are where we. I had a a, a very bad car accident that I should not have walked away from, yeah. and walking away from that car accident. Is what changed my life, right. and I, and, and I we, we, we came out of there and decided that we're going to get our family out of the city, move out to the land, and get back to the land, get back to what is real, what is true, and what brings joy and happiness. And hearing your story, I think it just it, it confirms what I keep hearing from folks that have figured that out. Now I don't have the answers. Yeah. I don't have your answer. I don't have anyone who's listening answer. I don't even know that I have the answer for me, but right now it feels like this is where we should be heading with our life, with our family, is getting back to the things uh, that are true, getting back to the things that actually make a difference, but also being that lighthouse for somebody else. Exactly. Reaching down and helping somebody else out too when we can, because it's not just about us uh, finding our path and, and, and our individual journeys. For me, at least, a lot of that is 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 to help folks when we can uh, right, and it, it's it's an honor, uh, Tim, for me to sit here with you today uh, to learn more about your story and who you are, because you are that kind of person that helps, that reaches out, that mentors, that puts time into people. Because what's it's more important to chase putting time in people than it is chasing dollar bills. It is. It is. The return on that investment is literally infinite. Right. Right. That's it. It's it's more life than you know what uh, what you drive you know what which what, what positions you own 
how do you sleep at night? You know, that's that's that's, that's the that's, question. That is the that's the metric we should look at. Yes, sir. That's that's what true true happiness should be measured on. How you feel when ain't nobody else around? You know, can you lay in the bed at night and you all good, or do you have things that eat at you? I personally, I ain't got nothing that eats me no more. I thank God for that. He delivered me from the things that used to eat me up so bad that I had this depression and gained all this weight from. He delivered me from it. Things that used to really, really bother me and to the point of crippling depression. I mean, and it was just like, if you have any hatred, bitterness in your heart towards anybody, I don't care who it is. A little thing that I, I'm telling you earlier today, we talk, give us, Lord, our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Okay, you got to eat. Forgive us our trespasses. Because I've sinned. I've done things wrong, Lord. Forgive us our trespasses as we, not you, Lord, but as we forgive those that trespass against us. So if I want that same forgiveness from, say, like I said, I'm Christian. I don't put a I don't put a denomination on it like yet, like a lot of people do because I'm Christian. We ain't called to be Baptist or Church of Christ or Lutheran or Methodist or Pentecost or Apostolic. We ain't called to be that. We call to be Christ like. That's what we call to be like. You're compassionate, helpful to your neighbors. Do good to those. Fear God, keep his commandments, love your neighbors, you love yourself, let God sort out the rest. The beautiful thing about that, Tim is that completely transcends one doctrine, that completely transcends one method, that completely transcends a single way of thinking. And what I find really interesting is the more beekeepers that I sit down and talk with, the more I learn of, about how folks are in tune spiritually. With, spiritually. Yeah. yeah. And that's different, I think, for all of us. And But I think what's also interesting is the same type of folks that can appreciate the individual or the diversity and the, our approaches spiritually, it's the same kind of person that can appreciate the diversity and how we keep bees, mm -hmm. how we raise a family, right. things like that. But there is, there is an undeniable thread that is connecting uh, so many folks together. I really enjoy, I've, been, I've enjoyed this this trip that we've 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 done uh, to kind of you know, travel around uh, and get to meet a lot of great folks and sit down uh, and hear their story, learn more about them, get inside of the the mind um, of the beekeeper. But what I also find really valuable is getting inside uh, the heart uh, of of the beekeeper and and find out how how you tick and why. A lot of folks are getting into beekeeping; they don't know why they want to keep bees. Yeah. No they, idea, but they, they, just they don't know. know do I want to have bees? Do I want to have these hives because I want to make honey? I want to make bees. I don't think that you necessarily have to figure that out or know that because I, I really do feel like some folks are called to be keepers. Oh yeah, I believe I believe Lord called me to do it. I do. I believe that's why He gave me the strength to do it. He gave me the strength to get up, lose the weight. I, be a beekeeper. If he gave you the strength to do that, then the rest 
follows and, oh, yeah. and it falls right in place where, where it needs to go and i think that's the beautiful thing about this journey and this path of beekeeping it's really easy to get caught up on uh now i gotta have seven hives or yeah. 70 yeah. or 700 or yeah. seven thousand, and we can chase these new metrics of success yep. just like we're chasing dollar bills we're literally we can literally trade trade one dollar bills rat for race halves. that's it for another that's and that's it. that comes back to us that's it. but if we can learn to be happy and content find joy and happiness in what it is that we're doing That's in this it. moment. Because if we can't find it here in this moment, breaking news, we're not going to find it if we quadruple our BR. That's it. We're not going to quadruple it if we make four times the amount of money. Perhaps we can't find why, it now. Perhaps that's why, you know, I, I lost those highs. I, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what the Lord had for me. I, I know maybe if I, I've got a lot, you know, I've got, we've got friends around front right now. We're fixing to cook a pot of deer chili. It's kind of like a, a community several friends show up and we're going to fix to have a fire here in a little bit y'all y'all stay and eat with us but had i had i been successful that 27 highs that i'd had at the end of march by the end of april i'd done had plans on 100 right and i know how to do it and i had everything lined up for it well we both know the time and i ain't gonna lie to you i i i i would love to have that many to go through at a time i I had two days in the spring where I went through all them high. I'd equalized. I took the 17 overwintered hives and the 10 queens I got from I'm from Cayman. And uh, I equalized. Everything Everything was the same size, shape, except my one queen I drowned. I told you the story about that. But beekeeper, we don't talk about that often. <laughs> it's spoken of in the hushed tones. Do. Yeah, but I mean, it was. That's that's who killed her. It wasn't. It, now that one wasn't. The, that wasn't the railroad spraying poison out the back. That was. Tell that us was about me. what happened to this season or twenty twenty beekeeping. Well, I had the I had the seventeen overwintered hives, and um, I I'd bought uh, ten queens from Cayman Reynolds, and uh, we brought them back here, and I had like two or three days where I had them. They there were a couple of the queens had done released. They were they were laying eggs, doing great. And uh so I had this couple days, these two days where I got to go through all these hives in one day. Oh, I was I, I got a picture of me. My face is just sweat and I can remember going to bed thinking if I die right now, I, I praise God that he let me have this <laughs> one day. And I got up and did it again the next day. I was like, Oh praise the Lord. And then when 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 they sprayed them like it, when I walked out in the yard right after all that happened, it looked like them twenty seven beehives were puking bees. Mm. I mean, it looked like they were just like vomiting bees on the ground. I was like, I didn't know what was going on. I had studied because my parents they they were sideline beekeepers. They got wiped out by by Varroa in the nineties ninety three ninety four. I can't remember what year it was, but um. So I'd studied about all these different diseases. The one thing I never studied about was poisoning. Never thought about it. I'll uh, I will I will send you that that video. I'd like you to see that. But when y'all leave, you look at how brown that is. It, that stuff, whatever they're spraying I on the ground, it just, and it's it's scorched earth. Well, I tell you the one thing. There's a little creek right down the hill back here behind me, and it used to have crawfish and little creek chubs and stuff like that. Ain't no more. No, that no and, more. And uh, to paint the picture here, where your hives uh, are 100 yards, 150 yards maybe, 
if that from the from you think from the the tracks here yeah they would have been um when they come through here they's they's down in 100 125 yards probably away from it but see now that bank was that bank was covered in purple dead nettle mm-hmm. i mean it was and it looked like it was crawling it had so many bees in it it the looked like it was, it was right. all in it man so that the, the the railroad came in and, and sprayed the vegetation well they they i know they didn't kill them on purpose you know right. but w- when a beekeeping inspector from the state of tennessee says oh yeah that that poison's what done it well i got video of them coming through spraying and there the the railroad inspectors like prove it was ours well you got to forgive them i do i got to forgive them but i know what to look for for poison i also know what to look for when when they are poisoned know what to do now i also know that if you can catch them in the hive and prove it you can stick them for it make them pay for it what the hives look like when the, when they poured out the bees poured out of them they just puked out the bees just i ain't never seen nothing like that. they's crawling on the ground i ain't never seen just nothing like stumbling that. crawling around looking I mean, completely it, out of sorts it, it would if 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 you want to imagine what it looked like take one of your hives home take a take a take a nuke of bees and uh take you a take you a, a a water balloon full of bee quick and break it in the back of the nuke and put the top on it and watch them run out the front of it that's what they would look like running out bee quick they just puking out the front but um it um the they they set for six weeks empty uh with with wax moths laying eggs in it i mean i had all kind of good fish bait <laughs> That's one way to look at it. It had a lot of fish bait. So you, you're in, you're in a spot where you're literally f- floundering, and you're trying to to get back on your feet to keep bees, and you have that little talk with God. He straightens you out. He puts you back on the path. Right. You go down the path. You feel like, man, I'm really. I'm I'm living that life that I love. I love the life I live. I'm doing what I should. Oh, yeah, I'm on man. this path, and then another tribulation and a trial is right there at your feet. How how do you work through losing all your bees? Well, I I tell you, uh, <laughs> there's this there's this spot in the Bible where Peter just give it. He just you know what, guys? I'm going fishing. He just kind of he get he was frustrated. He was frustrated. So I, I loaded up my truck, and, and my son asked me, Aaron asked me, he said, Dad, let's go fishing. So we loaded up, me and him went fishing together, just me and him. And he's talking to me the whole time. He's like, so uh, what, are you, what are you going to do about your bees? I said, I don't know. Maybe, I'm gonna, maybe I'll just quit. You know, because I did. I lost everything. I'd, I'd sold a boat. I had a little old stick steer crappie rig, and I... I committed the cardinal sin of selling a gun to buy them queens for, from Cayman. I knew I, I had it in my head I was going to make him splits and sell off a couple of pro nukes and hopefully maybe go back and buy my gun. I don't know. But I don't know what I was thinking. But I did. I sold, sold my pistol and sold my boat, trying to, try, trying to make it work. And then when the, when the height, when the, when the, malls took it over all the wax malls and all the worms and stuff man they 
they had, uh, you know, how they make the little cocoons and it eats into the wood. No, yeah, I had burned about half the stuff that I'd sold, sold my boat for to as eat up. I mean, they mm. just, it took, it took so long for the bee inspector to finally show up. He's like, I'll just leave it sitting there. I'd like to see what it looks like when I get there. And I'm like, dude, I got maggots dropping out the front entrance. This thing, you need to get it in gear. You know, it's, yeah. it's, I got high beetles or I got high beetles and wax miles everywhere. Daily eight dollars short on that yeah, one. They make good fishing bait though. I did learn that last year. See, here's the bright side to everything, brother. You just got to look for it. I had all kind of wax. Got to keep on the sunny side through those. Keep on the sunny side. That's right. You know, Lord sent me almost an unlimited supply of wax worms fish with last year. They provided me several good meals. (laughs) So I I try not to. You know, I it's over. I I can't do nothing about it. Just go forward. That's all I can do. They're they're gone. And just like if you lost somebody in life, the dead, all the crying in the world don't bring them back. It sounds hard. That's life. It's life. We all gonna lose stuff. We all got a hole waiting on us. We all got a six foot high. These people freaking out over the past year, they figured out we're all gonna die. You're you're just now getting that, huh? Just every day we're getting this a little bit closer. Every day we're 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 one day closer to to a hole. Now what you do, you know, you gotta make your peace with God about it. You gotta make your peace with God about it. I have. So every day I get up and I get to go look in a beehive because I only pray, Lord, let me go one more time, one more time. So anytime I go afterwards, that's like an extra cherry on top. That's why I look at it. I only ask for one more time. Lord, let me go one more time in these beehives. He let He's let me have several hives. Go around, meet some new people, talk to talk about the bees, give me my exercise that's how between it my garden that's that's how i do my exercise you know lifting and i I do it until i hurt so bad i can't do it in the morning i'll sit down and then the next day all right let's get up and go you've got your purpose you've got the drive to do it It, it's a good reminder that the darkest hour is just before dawn right you got to hang in there it it, it reminds me of uh sitting down talking with bob benny too uh you know, he sums up beekeeping in one word. Work. Tenacity. Tenacity. Oh, okay. I like it, too. That's you, you You definitely getting to know you have a tenacious spirit where you're not going to give up. You won't be beat. Uh, and even at times where I'm sure it felt like, I, here here I am, and I'm, I'm laying in this bed, and I can't breathe, and it feels like it's because of me. It's because of the choices that I've made. It's it because of this. It was the choices I made. It was. I, I did. I Nobody put me in that bed. That's a hard thing most people do. I don't care if you're in financial debt. I don't care if you're in a bad marriage. I don't care what you're in. George Jones said it best. We live and we die with the choices we make. Hmm. Sometimes we get a chance to rectify it. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we pay the ultimate price for our stupidity. You know, I praise God. He gave me strength to get up before he called me home to say, you know what? You didn't trust me in the beginning, and this is what happened to you. When we try to paint our life with the shades and shadows that we feel like and the colors that we want and that we think that we need on the tapestry of our soul and our life, it's not God's plan. It's our plan. And you know what it's (laughs) The best laid plans of mice and men Mm. 
often go awry. I never, I never thought of myself that I'd get crippled and couldn't work. I never thought, you know, I thought I was going to be a high-rolling pipe fitter the rest of my life and retire. That ain't what the Lord had for me. The Lord had me to be a beekeeper and a gardener. And so here I am. That's what I do. And I, and I don't sit here and I don't pretend to have the answers for me, for you, for anybody listening. I know that I don't know, and I'm okay with that. But there seems to be a couple things that I feel like I do know. And that's the fact that I was woke up this morning, right. and I'm walking on my own two feet. Yep. That is of which I know some of us have been in a position to where things could have went the other way. Right. And we would have given everything to wake up one more morning and to walk on our own feet one more time. Yep. Yep. I had uh when I was working the trade, I, I didn't know it. I had a, I had a heart attack at work. And uh, my cardiologist, he, he told me this for, I, I actually had it, didn't know I had it because, you know, construction hand, you get up, you walk that stuff off. I think I spent a couple of days at home and I come back weak. I was weak for months. Didn't know what had happened. Shaky. Didn't know what had gone on. And uh, gained the weight or got hurt, gained the weight, then lost the weight. Got down small enough where I could go see his cardiologist, and he's he's checking me out. He's like, "You you had a 100% blockage in what we call the Widowmaker." He said, "Your body has built collaterals around the blockage. Your body trying to heal itself." And I I went home and I thought about it, and he had told me what had happened to describe what a heart attack's like. I was like, yeah, I remember the day it happened. I was building this high school or building this elementary school over here in Columbia, Tennessee. I remember the day it happened. I was spared for something. I was spared that. I mean, he, 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 the cardiologist told me it's way up there. The percentage of people that get a blockage here, they die. I'm, you know, I'm not living on borrowed time. I ain't going to say that. I'm living on God's time. When he's ready to call me home, he's going to call me home. I have faith in that. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I know who holds it, and that's all I need to know. You know, I, I'm, like I said, I'm not some high rolling beekeeper that knows all the fancy words. And, you know, I, Apis mafleria, and today we'll be discussing the <laughs> the mating habits of the Apis mafleria. I wonder how many that's of the ones mean. that pretend to know actually know. And yeah. what they do know, I don't know that it's the things. That, they that do you know. really do know or want to know. You know? I know if you know. Tim, I do know that I've enjoyed today uh, and you taking us around, showing us the bee yards, uh, getting into the bees, getting some local bee sting therapy to the arthritis and also to my third eye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've had a blast. Jake and I both, Jake's uh, run the cameras uh, and I, we, we've enjoyed you showing us around. We had a great lunch. Uh, I've enjoyed getting to know you a little bit better, too, uh, and, to, and to learn more about your story on who Tim is, uh, what's, what's in the mind of the beekeeper, what's, what's, in, it, what's in your heart. Uh, and I just want to thank you for sharing your story with folks. I'm it's glad you came down, brother. Really Honesty uh, is, is something that uh, escapes a lot of folks, but being able to 
own your reality and your situation and share that with folks, uh, whether it's literally being on death's doorstep or your bees on death's doorstep, I think is important for all of us to uh, that, embrace and understand. That, that, that debt, that being that close to it, that, today when we was eating lunch, I got after your boy Jake over here, and I said, you find the one thing. It don't have to be beekeeping. It don't have to be whatever. You find the one thing that brings the most joy to your life, and you pursue it with all your might. You chase happy. Don't chase dollar bills. Chase happiness. Because if you chase happiness, the dollar bills will show up eventually. But you'll be happy. If you chase dollars, there's no guarantee you'll be happy. You know, you can't serve two masters. Yeah. You neither love one and hate, hate the, the other, other, despise one and cling to the other. I choose not to worship money no more. I choose not to chase after the dollar bills. It's more of a simple life. Some people may say it's too simple. I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch a lot of YouTube videos. Well, I'm glad you watch our YouTube videos. I watch videos. one or two anyway, you know. <laughs> you and that, what's up? I, I got to say, those pictures, like seeing you stand next to Cayman, I, I was expecting you to be no, about seven foot nine, No, Tommy didn't go to a dude. short joke. I just... I did not, get a, I did not do a short joke. Oh. I was expecting you to be seven foot nine. That's for the Alabama jokes, I was going to get him a phone book to stand on, but he just gave me that look like he intentionally buried all the phone books. He just oh. wasn't... But you know what? He's got a truck. He's got a, he's, his... That beautiful truck of his. That big red of his. Big oh, red is yes. bigger than any truck that I've ever had oh, or ever yes. had. So, Cayman, if you're listening... Buddy, you, you we got have me truck beat. envy. Yeah, we do. Truck, it's a real thing, dude. I hate to say it, but it's true. Well, we have it's we've had an uh, exciting adventure the last couple of days. Uh, we went down to see Cayman Reynolds, learn more about uh, him, what's in on his mind, what's what's in his heart. We dodged uh, a few tornadoes uh, <laughs> along the along the drive down, uh, and and today the, the 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 final day of the trip. You know, as we start to head back to Ohio, I just I, I can't help but have a, a very thankful and grateful heart. Uh, for, for the folks that are coming into our life, um, that are collaborating with us, not just with the YouTube channels, but we're collaborating uh, with each other uh, in, a, in a deep and meaningful friendship right. uh, kind of a way. And those are things that, that can't be faked, right. that go way outside of Money liking and subscribing to somebody. Money can't buy that Money either. can't buy that, no. I just want to thank you, Tim, for taking the time today to open up show us your place uh, and i'm really looking forward to uh kind of seeing uh, how the rest of your year and your beekeeping uh kind of moves forward well i appreciate y'all coming out so as always be the lighthouse be original thanks for listening we'll see you next time hey that'll work <laughs> how about that